This is the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, session number 249, Dan Candell on Anxiety Relief. Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. Hey there, Happy New Year. This episode is launching on January 2nd, and you're one day in officially to the new year. What have you accomplished so far? We'll wait. Well, if not yet, this episode is going to give you some incredible inspiration. Dan's been on the program a couple of times before. He says it's the third time. I think it might actually be the fourth or fifth, but who's counting? And in this conversation, you're going to hear an amazing arc of what he's been up to since he's been on the program last, and more specifically, a one-time occurrence, one-time experience where simply a bit of media attention really spurred a whole new revolution in terms of how he has built out his business, really niching down and even so micro-niching, as I would say, into one specific category and really becoming that really just that clear expert in terms of the one person who's there to help out with that. And along the way, too, as life often does come our way, a few events that help to build a better meaning in terms of why we need to build systems within our business, why we need to look at what we do and how we do it, and again, kind of break away from the norm of, well, this is how most people do it. Well, there may be better ways, and it's time to start to reinvent that wheel. So in the show notes over at WorkSmartHypnosis.com, you're going to see the links to all the various projects that Dan talks about in this outstanding conversation. That's where you can link over and subscribe to Dan's podcast as well, edited by the same phenomenal people who also edit the Work Smart Hypnosis podcast because we like to keep it in the family. Kate, put the details in the show notes. Sell yourself. And looking at, again, how we can start to reach a bigger audience. And on top of that, too, there's a magical moment where we make a bit of a transition where it's not just talking about business. It's not just talking about harnessing media and marketing. It's really about looking at how do we build that ideal client experience. You know, the, the framework of when someone's usually on this program, not someone like Dan, because he's been on a couple of times before, but before I hit record with someone who's brand new to this, I give them a bit of a, you know, landscape of where we're going to go, that we kind of begin with that superhero origin story, because that's a great way for the audience to get to know you. Then from there, we kind of transition to, you know, what we call the user experience, what it's like for someone to be working with you. And then we also kind of dip into the philosophies of how you do what you do, which is a nice way if you've got books or websites you want people to check out, now you're able to mention those when they understand who you are. Well, the function of what Dan's done, something that I've done in a similar way, just with different applications of it, because all this stuff works, you just have to actually do it. But looking at how we can start to build that better user experience, not just for the sake of it helps our income to grow, pays our bills, and hey, um, this was recorded a little bit after Thanksgiving and perfect timing for Black Friday because our oven died. And we went shopping and bought a new one instead. Guess what? The inside is purple. Because, of course. No, but looking at how it's not just about the shape of our business and our own personal comfort, but looking at how do we build that better client experience where there's a moment where I want you to take note of two specific things that Dan talks about. One of them, some of you may take some offense to, but let me call it out, I do the same thing which is that I don't return every inquiry. I don't take on every consultation. I may pivot away to say, watch this video first because it's going to answer the questions you're already asking, plus the ones you haven't yet thought to ask. 
Then once you've done that, then schedule this call. I, I want to have this conversation when you've already seen for yourself the value of what it is going to be. And also you've identified yourself as someone who is going to follow the steps of the process because this is symbiotic. And get ready for the ultimate and cliffhangers that'll have you listening all the way through this episode. Dan shares with you what I'd agree to be the eight most powerful words you can say to your client, potential client on the phone that helps to turn them into that raving fan and already starts to get the change in motion even before they actually walk into your space, begin the session, attend your live event, interact with your webinars, Dan does it, or however you do the work. So this is one you're going to want to take some notes on because again, these eight words are powerful. I've got different words, but they're basically the same concept. It's not the words, it's the intention, though these eight words are pretty damn good. And yes, we spend quite some time talking about Dan's ass. If that doesn't have you listen to the entire episode, buckle up. This is a great one. It's great when, you know, you do these things with people you already know, like, and trust. And that's where it's often fun. And so again, head over to the show notes at worksmarthypnosis.com. Subscribe to Dan's podcast, check out his websites and friend him up on Facebook and find his MySpace page as well, because I did years ago. And that was fun. While you're online too, of course, check out Hypnotic Business Systems. This is the all access pass to my hypnosis business training library. It features done-for-you marketing campaigns, and I think we need to remount the testimonial that Dan did on there. I took it down because the program used to be called Hypnosis Business Bootcamp. We renamed it because other people who were not hypnotists were wanting it. That's when it was uh, sort of revivified as, that's not right, uh, reborn and regenerated, and uh, out of the ashes, the bird of phoenix flew out as hypnotic business systems. So I did take down Dan's testimonial because he talked about bootcamp. But he tells the story of hiring this expensive business coach that after three or $4,000, not much was done. And simply making use of one of the modules inside of what was then Bootcamp, which is now Hypnotic Business Systems, made back the investment of my course, what he had lost on the coach, and much more. The Facebook marketing section, again, there's a trend here. I love you, Dan. He mentioned that he'd gone through this like multiple thousand dollar Facebook course, which I've got like a 45-minute video in the Facebook marketing module, which taught him the one strategy that works and was what he needed to put in place. So again, this is not armchair philosophy. This is the stuff that I've done and tested for you. And it's now available on an all-access pass. Model what works. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Netflix for your hypnosis business training library. Check it out, hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. And with that, Happy New Year. Here we go. Episode number 249, Dan Candell on Anxiety Relief. Hey, Dan, I already just hit record because you've been on here a bunch of times before. Three and times the charm. Of, exactly. Is it three times? It is three times. Yeah, this is my third time with you on here. Oh, but who's counting? <laughs> yeah. And specifically wanted to have you come back on because I know in the past we've kind of talked around business systems. We've kind of talked around, you know, superhero origin story. We were discussing the wonderful fact that for both of us with a background in podcasting, you don't quite figure this thing out until you're well into it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so kind of catch us up. What's been going on since you were last on? All right. So, you know, I have been branded as the anxiety relief guy and I rode this freaking wave like, oh my my gosh. And you know what, Jason, this is airing on January 2nd on January, January 1st. So almost uh, so one year and one day ago today, 
I was on a radio show and a, a kind of like a talk show radio show. I guess you might call it a podcast about how I helped children with pandas and not the fluffy, cuddly kind. But <laughs> pandas is a condition where younger children, when they get strep and tonsillitis, it causes swelling in the brain. That swelling in the brain causes all different behavioral issues, anxiety, OCD, ODD, sleep issues, anger issues. And these kids literally turn into Satan children overnight. And what happens is parents don't know how to adapt their parenting style to accommodate the rapid change that their children have made in behavior. So they're spending thousands and thousands of dollars in therapists, medications, psychologists, counselors. They'll hire people to come into their home and, and, and work with the kids. Therapists will have to go to school with their chil with children because that's the only way they'll go to school because of the anxiety. So there's a local doctor that specializes in, in working with kids and families who have pandas. So he sent me a few people and I had these miraculous results with them. So there is one parent who is like, I call her my crusader. And she's actually a person that I trained as a hypnotist since then to work in my practice. And she specializes in working with ki uh, kids who have pandas and families of pandas. And she's, she's a big advocate. So I was on this podcast uh, one year and one day ago today. Mm -hmm. And that was also the day I launched my Anxiety Relief Guy website. That was also the day I launched my Anxiety Relief Revolution webinar. And wow, Jason, I, I, I sit back and I am so thankful that, uh, I mean, we talk about niching. And sometimes you choose a niche, other time the niche chooses you. And this time the niche chose me. And yeah, I was already, yeah, yeah. you know, I was already working with anxiety. I, and I would say about six years ago when I was working with anxiety, clients gave me anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't know much about it. And so I started to get really, really popular. And, and now I, only see people for anxiety and high performance issues. Mm -hmm. And I, I still do see people for smoking cessation because I have a personal connection with my dad and and I want to save people's lives. If it's like little habitual things like nail biting, if it's weight reduction, I no longer do that. I, mm -hmm. I hired two other hypnotists in my office that I trained. One is a therapist. And so she's, she takes all those extra clients that, that I don't take. She also can work more with addictions and, and more uh, psychological disorders and diagnoses that, that I don't work with, that I'm not qualified to work with. And I have the other person, Kim, she want, wants to only work with children and teens. So it's a perfect balance. Liz only works with people over the age of 21. Kim works with people under the age of 21 and under. So it's perfect. And I'm just somewhere in the middle. Right. <laughs> so that's one of those greatest things, which we, we almost have to have that journey. I mean, this is that mistake that I think a lot of people make when they're getting started. And I was guilty of this, of going, this is the one thing I want to do. Mm. And I did it and I got into it and I found I just wasn't that into it as I expected. Right. And here was this other category because I was the one early on going, I don't want to see these smoking people. They're going to stink up my office. But surprisingly, <laughs> no, they don't because most of them are experts at masking that stuff. <laughs> Yet Richard Nongard had the line. I heard him say this last year. If I'm only going to work with those people, I know I can get 100% success with. And my sort of twist on that is I'm only going to work with those people that I'm extremely excited to go to the office and actually work with them. That mm -hmm. I, I like having that aspect of coming here and doing the work in this location and being in the space. But 
you know, again, here's where I can very comfortably now say something calls it. Yeah, I think you're going to be a better fit for this person. You know, you, I think, are the only person that I've talked to in the past six months who did a Richard Nongard without impersonating him. And <laughs> you, know, you only see the people who you are. You know, <laughs> I love Richard, but it's hard to not talk about him and not use his voice. So. I forget. What was it? The magician Pendulette has a whole routine around <laughs> You have in your brain the other guy voice. And here's a project I did recently that I had to reach out to say, I'm giving this person, I think, the wrong other guy voice. Is he friendly? Yeah, he's just very blunt on Facebook. I'm like, okay, good. Thank you. <laughs> so yes, uh, because I respect my friend. I respect him too. That's why I, I, I That's have why to say you're... things in his voice. <laughs> as, as you know what? I would expect him to say things in my voice. Exactly. Which... <laughs> exactly. So on that note, but yeah, I mean, finding something that you know, listening to your audience and really looking at how one specific moment where did you have the intention of, was that podcast that you were on specifically about pandas or was it? Was, it yeah. was. And here's the amazing thing that happened on that podcast. I had the mom, I, I had a mom who brought in, this is, uh, this is Kim, the one that I, that I, I recently hired to work in my practice. And Kim was not a hypnotist. She's a teacher. And she's and a hypnotist. She, and she's a hypnotist. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and she was saying to me, this is so, when I was training her, she said, this is so weird. I like use this in my classroom all the time. I didn't realize it was hypnosis. It's hypnosis. Yeah. So there was a radio talk show host who interviewed me. And he also interviewed Kim. And he also interviewed her 12-year-old daughter mm. who saw me. And this was like, it was like a 30-minute testimonial nice. of glorifying the process that we we worked with. Now, I have to say, I've learned so much more about pandas, and I've learned that it's a very difficult situation for the family and also for me because when we're used to seeing people, Jason, I'm used to seeing people for my anxiety relief, pro, I call it my break-free program. I'm used to seeing people four times, and then they're done. However, with kids with pandas, often... It's not just four times. I'm mm -hmm. seeing them 12, 14, 16 times. Now, I charge fifteen to $2,500 for four sessions. And these, these parents aren't going to pay. Let's say they're coming in for for 12 sessions. That's, let's say, 25, 25. That's uh, roughly $5,000. That's $5,000 for, well, for eight sessions, it's $5,000. They can't afford that. And I don't want to charge them that either because I don't want to take advantage of of the problems that they're they're dealing with. So I actually had to come up with a different way of working with these people. So where where instead of seeing them for four sessions, I'm seeing them for many sessions. So I'll mm -hmm. see them for 30 minutes in the office. And then the next week, I'll do a 30 minute FaceTime with them. So that way, we're instead of doing four, four longer sessions, I'm seeing them for eight shorter sessions. Yeah. And this is this is working with the child? With the child, yes. Yeah. yeah. Which I want to highlight something that you just said that here I am right now and I've I've eliminated phone tag from my world, except this is the week where now I'm playing phone tag with these two guys who separately want to quit smoking. And the whole setup is that, well, we don't do the internet. So like even the fact that this is where I break protocol in my office and I type in their cell phone number into my cell phone and I see, oh, it's an also an iPhone. I can send them text messages. Right, right. <laughs> and I send the guy, here's the video to watch. You know, there's a bit of a generational gap sometimes. And I say this as the 85 year old client was the, uh, the, the man in my class one time at 85 years old was the first one who ever pulled out his phone and snapped a photo of the practice list when everyone else was <laughs> scribbling it out. So yeah. Let's not get ageist, ageist on this. <laughs> but I bring this up because you're with kids. This is an age range where that's completely normal. 
Right. So it's not something you have to convince them. Like I sometimes have to say to people, you know, we can be just as effective working remotely. And I've got to sell them on that idea at that younger age range. That's that's standard. It's standard. And and my intention was not to work with children. In fact, I was winding down working with kids. Yeah. And then this happened. But a year ago, I had launched my anxiety relief, anxiety relief guy site on the webinar, and it was geared towards business professionals and sales professionals. And I still work with a lot of sales professionals. I still work with a lot of professional athletes. I was contacted by a very famous team um, <laughs> to work with their players for a very famous issue. <laughs> and I I can't talk about what it was or, or right, what yeah. team it was, but especially- but it rhymes with the bedskins. <laughs> Get out. No, no, no. no, it doesn't. But but I, I still work with a lot of those issues and, and just traditional anxiety. And I rode this wave, the Anxiety Relief Guy wave. And now I have my own podcast called The Anxiety Relief Revolution. And by the way, thank you for referring me to the podcast company. They've been great. Which, by the way, this little window is where the sound quality is going to be the best. <laughs> <laughs> and Kate put the uh, links in the Kate. show notes to them because they do great, great work. <laughs> they really do. And, you know, I'm so thankful that they were persistent in working with me because I, I started with them right in the midst of going through some personal challenges and, and struggles, which was very anxiety producing for me throughout my life. And so when that happened, and, and I, I've kind of kept this shielded, but what happened was my dad, he was experiencing a lot of health issues. He he almost died several times in the hospital. And, and in the midst of that, my doctor called me, actually, Jason, when I was with you in June, and he said, where are you? I said, I'm in Virginia. Why? He's like, when will you be home? Mm. Which is never a good thing for your doctor to ask you. No, no. <laughs> and I remember... It was after the ICBCH training and you and I and Richard Nongard, Deanna Nunez with John Serbon, a bunch of other people who we were at a Mexican restaurant. And I said, sorry, my doctor's office is calling me. I got to go. And I went outside and I came in and he was like, what's going on? I said, I don't know. He told me I had abnormal blood work. He wants to see me as soon as possible. Well, it turns out the abnormal blood work was consistent with leukemia. And when I found that out, I went through this I don't even know what you call it. it. It's it's stronger than a depression. It's worse than anxiety. It's I'm going to die now. Mm -hmm. And so I tell my clients, though, you know, if you have a tragedy or if 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 you're told really bad news, let your it's natural for your mind to go there. So let it happen, but put a time limit on it. So I said, OK, I said, I'm, I'm going to let myself think that I'm going to die for three days. And then after that whatever happens, happens. And in the midst of that, that's when I was also taking care of my dad. So I was in the hospital anyway, every day. So, <laughs> so, so it really didn't matter. <laughs> and, and, and I laughed at it just like I, I just did. And yeah, there were times where I was scared. There were times I was nervous, but all of that was in the midst of me building all of this anxiety stuff. And what that taught me, it taught me simplification and mm. it taught me streamlining. And that's where it, I streamlined my process. That's where I automated almost everything so that my business still ran even while I was in the hospital with my dad, even though I thought I was going to die, which, which, spoiler alert, I'm still here. I don't have, uh, it's a condition called le chronic leukemia. I do not have that. There's another condition they thought I had called hemochromatosis, which is when you make too much blood. And 
the hematologists and the oncologists, they said, um, you know, if you have hemochromatosis, you just donate blood. And I looked at them with the straightest face I could possibly make. <laughs> I didn't know where you're going. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, and I said, huh, I'm gay. I can't donate blood. And the, the hematologist looked at me back with a straight face and goes, we will dispose of your blood. And just matter of fact like that. And, and, <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's, that's rude. <laughs> we will flush it down the toilet. But no. So I actually heard back. This was ongoing from, from June when I was with you up until the third week of September. I just have to pause there for a second just to elaborate for those that don't know the details of that. There's a whole list and let me just call it out and share a strong opinion. I disagree with this, but there's a whole list of certain things that if you fit into these categories, just the red crow and specifically, and this is from someone who yesterday donated blood for the 14th time. So almost two full gallons, by the way, way to brag in one day, uh, <laughs> bloodletting is not working. still have the sniffles. No, I mean, it's just this outdated thing that just, if you're in these categories, the answer is just no. Right. Even to the point that it becomes a five-minute damn conversation towards, okay, I was in Italy, and I was in Australia, and then I was in the UK. No, right. I didn't live there, <laughs> which right. I can appreciate, but let's call it out. They do all the tests and rant over. They, they do, yeah, and, and I'm, I'm not going to get into that because then we'll have the whole conversation about that. But, but one uh, more thing, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but essentially, you know, I, I went through this time of panic. This is when I was supposed to build my business. This is ongoing just up until, up until uh, late September where I got the phone call, you don't have this stuff. However, we want you to still go back and do blood tests every six months just to make sure your levels don't suddenly rise and to make sure things are consistent and, and, and whatever. The reason why I'm telling you this is because it really forced me to get into the mindset of what do I really want to do? Yeah. Because it forces me now to live every day like because I was thinking, like, I, I'm not going to be here next year. And, and and just so you know, I didn't reveal this to a lot of people because I didn't want to be seen as the little boy who cries wolf. And I think it's absolutely awful to throw around and put in people's head that you might have cancer. I, I just I think that's awful. And I didn't want to do that. The promo code too much blood to save 20% <laughs> off this week only. <laughs> you can do that, aren't you? Happy all, New Year. <laughs> all caps and be sure to enter apply. No, I, it, I think there's something to be said because I didn't make a big deal around something that you know was happening back when my uh, right. family member was in the hospital. Right. I, I had to because someone took offense that it took me five days to respond rather than one day. Right. And if it did, then I wish you the best with someone else. Mm -hmm. um, but we we have these moments where we kind of have to make that decision as to do we reveal it or do we uh, – well, the one – we'll say this in general terms. The one podcast session that I've deleted or let's say replaced, yep. Yep. You know, recognizing that there at least was a teaching moment out of it of going, well, here's the reason why I deleted this person's episode and here's what we can learn as a result of that. And good luck finding it, everybody. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that smile that you you make when you you get what you're talking about uh, exactly. So audio only, audio, audio only. only. <laughs> so so essentially, Jason, I I I had a lot of the same that where people were contacting me and they're like, you know, you're not responding back to us, and I I had a moral dilemma of of do I tell them why. And I didn't. I just said I, I have some personal issues that I'm going through right now, and I have a lot on my plate. So I started referring my clients to other hypnotists and everything like that. And I was still making a living because I was 
only taking on those very high end clients. I was I was still selling things on my website and there was I ran a promotion and in like after sending two emails made like five, 45 or $4,800 or something mm-hmm. like that from sending two emails of a promotion I was running. And uh, so, so things like that are things I, I did, but I, I streamlined the process so that that worked. So right now, the podcast I do, The Anxiety Relief Revolution, it's worked very, very well. I still, the TED Talk, the TEDx Talk still gets me clients. It's been viewed now more than 1.2 million times, which is awesome. And now it's still about building. In mm-hmm. fact, you and I just had a conversation. It was a snow day. I had two snow days in a row. And I went on, I made landing pages and registration pages for <laughs> webinars and recorded all, all these webinars and stuff for programs that I have coming up them doing with parents of children who have anxiety and also for business professionals. So I, I have a six-week program now that I call Break Free, and it's an online program and where we meet usually once a week in, in like webinar fashion as like a group coaching call. And that is, is proving it, it, it's working pretty well. It's still not at the point where I want to get it to, mm-hmm. but it's working well enough where everything's recorded, there's people in it now, and it's at the point where I'm getting amazing testimonials from these nice. people. So that's what it's about now. And in the future, as of this new year, my goal is to get 12 people per month into that program. So, Which just to kind of unpack some of what Dan just talked about there, y- you look at how we can begin to streamline like what we do and take note, everything that he was saying there was all from the theme of how do I provide a better service to the client? Yes, it does benefit back to us, yet how do we enhance that client experience and seeing that, okay, doing this as a group coaching format was beneficial to, to look too at, you know, we have these moments where we set these big goals and we, we sometimes do have to realize that because we're the ones who set them, we're the ones who can change them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I forget, I think I said this a couple of episodes ago, but my biggest headache of 2018 was that the people coaching me for my TEDx talk were telling me, shorten your stories, just teach your content. And my book writing coach was telling me, expand your stories (laughs) (laughs) to reinforce like, ah, which again, greatest problems in life are the ones you invent yourself. And here's project that I had in mind for November, which yeah, February is good now based on how the rest of the year kind of played out for me. But, you know, to, to realize that, you know, we, we set goals and we have to make modifications along the way. And this is that joy of being the entrepreneur, because I'm sure I'm sure you've had projects that very quickly into it, you just completely abandoned. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, give us one of these stories because I got to share mine too. All right. So <laughs> then we'll come back to what works. Okay. So one of the things that I, I was working on was a book called Out of the Box Techniques for Out of the Box Clients. And it was like a quick change. And I had written the pretty much the entire manuscript. But then my first book that I published, which was The Hypnotic Connection, I I had published, well, I self-published. Mm-hmm. And- Which, um, by the way, now has a fantastic crack. <laughs> we, we, should we, we explain that or just we leave it? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, you helped first... help expand that crack. I, so. Well, I was in your home, so why not? <laughs> the, first, oh. uh, the first draft of the book, the uh, inner margin was a little too tight. So- this became the running gag of the convention that year of going, yeah, but have you seen Dan's crack? Which, no. by the way, he's gotten it fixed, but I'm sorry you were sharing. 
which I think, well, you were there when the first copies of the book came out. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I gave you the very first copy I that I I, I had. And and that's when we determined that. Uh, so that that book, I realized, well, I didn't realize up until about four months after that I accidentally published the unedited version. <laughs> And I felt like an idiot. I had people that were sending me messages like, there's so many errors in your book. We found 38 errors. I'm like, so I put off every other thing that I was writing to go fix this. And I have to say, it's finally, after like a year later, Mm -hmm. finally fixed. And it's on Amazon and it's called The Hypnotic Connection, shameless plug. Links in the show notes. (laughs) (laughs) But but that, I had to put every other project on hold because I didn't want to have this one that was still out there dirty. Right. With, uh, and, and where I'm creating new things because that, I'm like a brick factory and I'm guilty of creating all these projects and a lot of these projects, I'm a fan of done is better than perfect. Mm-hmm. And some of the projects have little problems that pop up. And I am guilty of not always going back and fixing the problems that popped up. And uh, one of them is my confidence on demand program. It says there are five confidence hacks. And people remind me every week that there are only four in there. Uh- <laughs> the fifth one was you all along. <laughs> Oh, I like that, and I'm yeah. gonna use it. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to. I had to put off the writing of a couple other publications and books mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, what's yours? Oh, okay. you know this story. Yes, uh, I do. I was gonna launch a second podcast, which was gonna be specifically targeting personal development. So, not something you know, work smart hypnosis, as I've privately nicknamed it, as Fubu for us by us it's very i get clients from this all the time but you know they very often say the same thing there's like i listened to that it was good but i don't think i'm the audience so this is very much industry specific people who are already in it or looking to learn more so i was looking at launching another podcast that was more you know something to funnel people into online programs like a weight loss program an anxiety program something a little bit more generic that could let me kind of play a Tim Ferriss routine of going, I can talk business on this, but I also can talk about health. And I didn't want to use the word hypnosis right away. So, okay, so how can we twist this? Well, a big trending term right now is transformation. Mm. Let me start with that. And you already know where I'm going. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then what's another thing for hypnosis? I don't want to use trance because I love all of you. But when you say transformation, even though it's one of the best books in the industry, I hate you when you play that play on words. Uh, (laughs) Getting in the zone. Yeah. So, oh, transformation zone. The website is available. Wait, there's a guy who did a podcast called Transformation Zone, like in 2013. Let me email him. He gave me the blessing. He didn't care. He only did three episodes and went on to something else. And I'm getting this all ready. I'm sending over to the graphic design. I do the standard thing. Back in that day, it was the record like five episodes, launch with five. I had prepped three solo episodes. I'd done two high-profile interviews. <laughs> and at this point, a graphic designer goes, Jason, have, have you Googled this? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no one's using this. I got the website. I got the transformation dash zone website. I got the .net. I got the .biz. I got the .ninja. No, not really. But I do have <laughs> hypnosis.ninja, by the way. I've got everything. They go, have you Googled this? I'm like, yeah, no one's using it. And they go, do an image search. The part of the cervix that has to stretch the most for the baby's heads to pass through the <laughs> vagina during childbirth is the transformation zone. Ta-da! 
<laughs> and uh, so, by the way, anybody who wants to purchase transformationzone.com <laughs> will let you have that. Be sure to use the promo code too much. <laughs> you actually yeah. offered that to me and I almost bought it. You almost did. you but didn't here, tell me that. But here's the lesson. And there's a similar story. And you all haven't seen the next phase of this because this is what I've tabled for 2020, which was that I had an event at a marketing convention where I dropped a single phrase, which I'll leave out for now. And the entire audience leaned in because in that moment I had 850 people lean in. And I, when I dropped this one sentence, they went, that's what I want was the energy of the room. And I went, okay, I'm doing that now. So similar to, so really it comes down to that flexibility that, you know, the, the greatest challenge, there's two things to kind of pull out of this is a learning lesson from what you've been through. Number one is just simply listen to your audience. Right. Because they're going to tell you what they need. They're going to tell you what they want and they're going to tell you what works best for them. And at the same time too, that flexibility that the mistake that I see too many people make is here's the catchphrase. The word hypnosis is only about 180 years old. So we can't fall prey to the game of, but this is the way it's done. Right. You know, so yes, I've got the office and the place and the big chair, but no, you're doing it online. Here's the person doing it from the platform. Here's the person who only does audios for people at home. All of these models are viable. It's a matter of customizing it to the audience so it's the right fit for them. Right. And, you know, the, the for the people who do audios and, and I looked at, so I wrote down in my, in my iPad, I wrote down like six or eight people that I admire that I follow and some are hypnotists and some are not and people like that I want to watch and there's there's a reason why I want to watch them like one is really good at getting Yelp reviews and mm -hmm. and Facebook reviews one is really good at selling out every single show that and presentation that he does and he's not a hypnotist he's a medium and he's very close to me in my area in fact I was on a plane with him on the way back from Las Vegas and he has a show coming out on the e-network in January on January 13th so I wrote down like some of these people and I reached out to a lot of these people and had conversations with them. Some of them are close friends of mine. And one of the biggest things that people who produce just audios and online content say are, you're going to be criticized. You're going to be criticized a lot. But you're going to be criticized by people who, with all due respect, people who don't matter. Mm -hmm. And it's usually people who are hypnotists saying that I can do this better. However, keep in mind, we're not producing audios and, and online programs for hypnotists. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about like hypnosis programs right, yeah. for like nail, nail biting and stuff. Stop it, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stop, I'm going to bury you alive in a box. Um, no, I mean to stop the nail biting. Stop the nail biting. Well, I'm starting, but I was on sharing. Go on, yes. Well, on that, I was speaking to a hypnosis group last night and a guy said I work with porn addiction. I said, you give it or do you take it away? <laughs> no, you brought up something, which I think this is the first time publicly I'll admit that I do this. And I need to have Keith Livingston on this podcast sometime soon. And I keep watching his Facebook feed. He's out of the country right now, I think. But there's something I heard him say, or just saw him post on a uh, forum somewhere where he goes, I didn't like surrounding myself with people who told me that the things I did didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. When they clearly were. And it's where, yes, here's the mailing list for local business and global business, Virginia hypnosis. And yes, here's the other side of it, which is work smart hypnosis, the training and the education. And there are times where I had moments where I would broadcast a message. And yes, I embrace the fact that as the business guy, people were going into both lists to see what I was doing. And right. I even told them that. Except there's some moments where I would have the email that would go out to my list of clients 
And I'd get hypnotists responding to me, telling me, oh, that doesn't work. Oh, that doesn't work. Meanwhile, here came like $10,000 of new bookings over the next couple of months. Exactly. So I've been guilty, respectfully, of sometimes going in and broadcasting a message to one, but then segregating out the other. Just to yeah. go, and it's not that this stuff is proprietary. Yes, a lot of it's in the online program, but it's more that, you know, here's what's just working and let's focus on that audience. You know, we, we both, we were talking about the online marketer, Frank Kern, and he has this great thing about you owe it to your audience to remind them of the amazing value you can provide them. Right. And you don't want to be there apologizing because you're afraid of some unknown person who may have judged you. This is why the email has the opt out. Right. And that's a gift. They're identifying, you know what? No, thanks. I'm no longer interested. You know, there's a, a well-known hypnotist who's been crashing my YouTube videos and commenting, saying that my perspective on hypnosis is wrong. And I'm like, I'm going to go and work with my eighth person today who say it's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and, you know, let's just be supportive of one another. And, and I, I get on a soapbox about this mm -hmm. all the time, so I'm, I'm not going to do it here. Well, I think I wanna... the phrase that I live by is that all this stuff works. It does. You just absolutely. have to actually do it. You know, you can go down the road, the old line, I've got about a hammer from Home Depot. You Love can't it. return it and say it didn't work. Right. It's only a matter of how you actually put it into use. We're in an amazing renaissance with software that it was like earlier this year, I think we both bought this software and it just didn't work. Oh, those, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Just the game of going, I haven't had this happen in a while. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's a matter of, again, putting it out there and actually following through with it and embracing those moments of, yes, done is better than perfect sometimes. But, you know, here's a moment with my book where I had to go back and <laughs> you were there in June and you opened up the book to go, let me find my name. Yeah, I and, did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and that was the week, though, that I discovered that with Amazon, my entire Kindle preview was being eaten up by the dedication and acknowledgments. Yep. And I love all of you that I put in that opening segment, but that didn't sell books. So right. now you're the afterward. <laughs> Which and I just made that one change. And let's call it out. There was one opt-in offer in the book that a lot of people requested, but I lost the interest in building. So yeah. the new printings don't have that one. Yeah, that's... That happened in my book as well. I was going to give away like a free persuasion course and excuse me, and I still may do that, but instead I gave away a motivational mixtape. Mm -hmm. And so, so anyway, when you go to the the website for the book, there probably might be a different offer there. But I do want to talk about something though, Jason, that something I shared with a group I was speaking to last night that, that really just kind of blew their minds. And it's, I think it's an eight letter sentence that works with client conversion, especially with anxiety and with working with confidence issues. And these, see, hold on, let me just make sure it's eight <laughs> words. Yep, perfect. It's okay. eight words. So so this, this eight word thing has been, it, it's converted more clients than I think I can't track this, but it but it it converts almost every single client who who needs help with anxiety relief because they need to hear this from you. Do you want to know what it is? Of course. Okay. So you know I do a free consultation with people and I used to do it in person, but now it's usually over video or over the phone because I just I I don't want to drive to my I, I live now thirty five minutes away from my office. I don't always want to drive to my office to uh if I have six virtual clients and one in-person 30-minute consultation. Like, no. <laughs> so at the end of the consultation, whether it be over the phone, whether it be in video, whether it be in person, 
after I hear their story and, you know, I do the, the Frank Curran sales thing where I say, okay, so if it were eight, if we're talking eight weeks from now and, and your, your problem that you had went away and, and what would have had to happen those eight weeks. And, and after we go through that whole consultation process, I say, okay, I, after hearing your problem and here are the eight words, I am confident that I can help you. And Clients want to hear that yes. because go back to what you were talking about, Richard, what Richard Nottengard was saying, take only those clients that you're confident you can help. Oh, sorry, awful. Take only the clients <laughs> that are confident you can help. Uh, <laughs> and I say, I love Richard Nottengard. He's yes. good for, you know, and, and he brings up a very valid point and clients need to hear that you're confident you can help them. Mm-hmm. And I was experimenting every which way till Tuesday to say that every other way. And I'm like, why don't I just come out and say it? I am, uh, Jason, I am confident that I can help you with your anxiety today. And you see clients lean in and they're like, I said, do you want to know how we're going to go about doing this? And this magic, it's like a magic sentence that just breaks all resistance because you're never going to, well, I've never gotten a person that crossed their arms at that point. So, go ahead and try, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So those, those words, when you, when you say them to a client, I, you know, I'm confident that I can help you. But the thing is you, you also have to believe it. You have to believe that you can help them too. And, and that's why I put my clients through this thing that I call the client success system. And it's, it's a systematic way of, and I know you also do something similar with getting high end clients that take your process way more seriously. Mm. I think you call it the velvet rope strategy or that was from Michael Port, I think, right? Uh, The, the name is modeled after just the velvet rope policy, but he also talks of something similar. So it's Michael Port-esque. Yes. Yeah. and I call it my client success system because it's not, it, it's every interaction that you have from before they even contact you to after they leave your office on the final session, there are things that have to happen and these mechanistic things that have to fall into motion. And, and part of it is just being so darn confident that you can help them mm-hmm. and, and you, everything that you're doing along the way is setting up that confidence that they have in you and also making sure that they are the caliber of people that you want. And Jason, that's really the one, one of the main things I've changed in my practice over the past year is only selecting the high caliber clients to the point where I get leads every single day. People are requesting consultations or discovery sessions. I call them now people are requesting discovery sessions and I do not accept them in because they didn't complete step two. Mm-hmm. Step two, yeah. I'm, I'm making two fingers in the camera. Step two. Well, and- the same thing I was mentioning about the two guys, which, yes, I can forgive the category of the one that doesn't do the web and the stop smoking is much more direct for right. me. But it's where I don't want to have to repeat myself because the one who has watched the video, the right. one who has gone through the website, and really even better, the one who's already paid me for the service, and now we're doing the consult as they're already a paying client, that's built that I'm confident I can help you scenario. And Absolutely. we're now we're not we're not having to play this. The, the, this is something you owe your clients to begin to work in this manner. And whether you do it my way, Dan's way, or figure out your own way, you know, th- this changes the dynamic on the phone and in the office. It takes it out of the. Correct me on this. It takes me out of the. I really hope this works. Yeah, to, I'm so ready for Thursday. Let's take care of this. Yep, yep. And and as we tell our clients, you know, eliminate the word hope and the word try and mm-hmm. and. Every interaction that you have with them, and and my whole goal 
is to get them to already start changing before they even yes. call me. You know, nice. uh, you and I had, uh, I was talking to you about business cards, which I, oh, God, I hate business cards. <laughs> and I, I had, only, I only have them so the people leaving my office once they've already been here can take them with them. That's, yeah. I, I, I know. And, and I had your business card on my coffee table staring at me. And my partner, Dan, was like, why is Jason on our coffee table? We've been there for a month and a half. I'm like, leave it there. And he said, why? I'm like, because it's going to inspire me to make my own business card. So I, I just got made all these business cards that say like the anxiety relief guy. And I, I was talking to you about them and messaging you about them. And, and you said like, make, make it a call to action, make it specific, which by the way, I was already going to do before you told me that anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so back off bucko. No, but for, the, for the audio at home, we can see each other, but we're only recording audio, but, but, but I put my arms up in the mm, kind of gesture. Yeah. No, I thought that was jazz hands. <laughs> jazz hands. No, and, and just to call it out, the webs, it was just that the website was on the front of the card yeah. and changing it instead to visit this to watch a video, visit yeah. website address to get the thing, exactly. which you are still calling it the anxiety stopping solution, right? Stop it. Yes, I am. So, <laughs> so did I'm I name that? Did I? You, you kind of did. Yeah. yeah. And it's because it spells out ass. It spells out ass. Yeah. Yes. So, so I was doing shows and, and I was trying to think of like a creative thing to call it. And Jason said, <laughs> call it your anxiety stopping solution. Grab Dan's anxiety stopping solution. Grab my ass. So that's a joke. Jason, I, there are about 10,000 people who have seen my shows now that I tell that story to every single time because that's my lead capture. I say, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to go grab my ass. Let me explain this. <laughs> it's my anxiety-stopping solution, but my friend Jason affectionately pointed out that it spells ass, so it's anxiety-stopping solution, and you're going to come up to me in a week, and you're going to say, hey, I grabbed your ass, and it really helped me out. <laughs> and your ass changed my life. And your ass changed my life. So, there you so there, you're you're seeding, but but no, so shut up for a minute. You're, <laughs> you're seeding though that this is going to work for them, and and then right there, and this is so clever. It's the lead capture, and this is why I get every. And if you want to sign up for my ass, you can go to danishere.com. If you want to grab my 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 transformational ass, you can go to uh, danishere.com. And when you do. The reason why I, I added that humor and I tell that story is because, as you know, stories are one of the ways that lower down people's barriers. And you're seeding this now saying that, yeah, I know it's funny, but my ass will change your life. And and maybe you'll be reaching out to me a week from now saying we watched your video and now we want to enroll in your group program because your 16 minute ass literally changed my life. <laughs> and and so thank you. And there you go. And you're welcome all at the same time. <laughs> Glad it's working. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that brings about, I mean, let's unpack that. It's the it's the confidence, as you said, to say to somebody, I'm confident I can help you with fill in the blank. The right. same way that, you know, I've always said, don't sell the program, don't sell the product, sell the next step. Mm -hmm. Here's a whole thing I just did online where the whole phrase was not sign up for the program now. It was instead, as soon as you're inside, log into the Facebook group and let us know how we can help you out and respond to my email and tell me where you want me to send the bonuses. Right. Which right. was selling the next step once you're inside of it, where very often I'm talking about what I'm doing with the client, let's say in the last session before they've even signed up for the first. So position them already in the process, but also in the result as well. Because what you said there is is outstanding that you want them showing up already having success. Exactly. Exactly. I, and you know, I the reason why I don't 
usually take people right away who call me. I, I, I hate calling people back. I really do. And I, I, and this is awful. I have a list of people who left me messages and, and I just found out today, by the way, cause there was, there was a woman who called me to book me for a college and I, this just lost me on a $2,500 gig. She, it still, it still said as of today, and I just changed this as of the day that we're recording this, it still said from when I was in Las Vegas in October, nice. um, I will be out of the office until October 14th. <laughs> and so she called and left me this message. Well, I wanted to book a show, but it says that you're going to be out of the office until October 14th. And, and at this point, I'm no longer interested, clunk. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. But there are people that call me, and I hate to say this, but very rarely do I call them back because they don't know how great I am yet. And because usually it's the, hey, I just found you online. Yeah. I want to see what this hypnosis thing is about. See what kind of hypnosis you do. Yeah. And to that, you're not yet qualified to make that decision. You want them to jump through, let's, let's call it this. You want them to jump through some of those hoops and build that rapport with you. So by the time they're on the call, now they're already pre-sold on it. They already know the value they're about to receive. Absolutely. And, and even like how you answer the phone, I answer, I say, Hey, this is Dan, the anxiety relief guy. Yeah. And people, I'm so happy. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy. You just said that. Like, <laughs> yes. No, I, I, I quick, can help. quick self-deprecating story is that I was at the NGH convention about maybe five years ago. And here's this guy who took my class when I was training through their group. And what happened was that he was in town for one day. So he's like, oh, I'll go to the convention on Saturday. And you know, he went to a bunch of workshops and he swung by my table in the morning. He saw me in the afternoon and he goes, Jason, I need to apologize to you. It's like, what do you mean? He goes, well, I really enjoyed your class and I'm out there seeing clients and it's really going great for me. But I only took your class because your office was like at the front of my neighborhood. I I didn't know you were actually like really good at this. I've been to some, you know, some pretty good workshops. I've also been to some that I kind of found a polite moment to walk out of. I didn't know you were like a big deal. I'm like, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Which you, you want to run your business from that place where your content, your videos, your stuff on your website, the things that people are interacting with, your your podcast appearances, this is what's giving you, let me use the phrase, that celebrity level that right. by the time they're in front of you, they're already primed for all of it to work and take the stuff that we already know is effective and make it even more effective. Right. You know, Jason, I, I can't believe we made it almost an entire podcast without saying a new year, a new you. <laughs> this, you know, this is this is the new year. And and I, I, I do want to say this to all the hypnotists and even non-hypnotists who are watching, are watching, who are listening. Sorry. I really, really hope you do take this time to reflect and, and go back and listen to other podcast episodes that Jason has done with other people, because I... I have a 35 minute drive home and a 35 minute drive into my office. And every week I do listen to his podcast episodes and, and Jason and I have very parallel businesses and, and sometimes even parallel lives. It's, it's kind of interesting. And we, we get the same results, but sometimes we do things different ways or we do them similar, but different. And just the insight and the information that people share, take this time to really reflect on you and your business and, and what you want, because this is something where this is a new opportunity for you. The new year breeds new energy, new opportunity. And someone's just talking to me today and say, you know, Dan, you sound like really excited and, and really enthusiastic and energetic. I say, you know, it's because I know this year I'm going to make it great. Mm-hmm. And because I've already set things in motion before the new year even started 
to make things great. And so go out and make hypnosis great again. Oh. <laughs> Did you say that or is that somebody else? I, I have know. a hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. And yeah, I ship me too. And Scott Salmon has the other one, which is a preview next week on the podcast launching on January 9th. It's actually an episode that I'm putting together three core concepts that built my business. So getting out of the specifics of, oh, here was the podcast appearance and the specifics of this custom website, but really three foundational strategies that really helped to build that. So stick around till next week. That's when that's going to be coming out. Uh, Dan, where can people check you out? How can they get in contact with you? So you can go to, yeah, sure. You can go to anxietyreliefguy.com, anxietyreliefguy.com. And I have like a million websites for a million different things. And and I train and do all these different things as well. And, you know, this is a great thing. Jason, some of my students have gone and taken classes with you. And some of your students have come taken classes with me. And each one of them, they, they get a different experience because, like I said, we do things differently. But generally to find me, it's anxietyreliefguy.com. You can also go to dancandel.com as well. That's kind of, that, that will lead you all the other places that I have. Friend me on Facebook, hit me up on the Instagrams, on the YouTubes, and you'll see a bunch of stuff. And I, I always end with something. Let me know when you're ready to end and I can say it. <laughs> well, uh, mention the podcast too, which again, we're going to leave oh, yeah, all yeah. of this in the show notes at WorkSmart yeah, thank Advances. you. Uh, thank you for reminding me. So go and check out the Anxiety Relief Revolution podcast is on every podcast app. And they're, they're short episodes. They're anywhere between like eight and 15 minutes long. We were talking earlier, Jason, about it took me like 20 episodes in to really find my voice with that podcast. And you know, the one thing that actually really helped is I added music. Mm-hmm. Like I added a little background music and it just makes it more uplifting, more motivational for me. And you'll notice after episode like 18 to 20, you'll notice my energy shifts in the podcast and all the episodes before that are still great, but you'll notice that my energy shifts and, and I just kind of come into my own a little bit more. I had another podcast before that called Square Peg Round Hole Podcast. We did 110 episodes of that. You were on one. Richard Nongard was on one. And also check out my book, The Hypnotic Connection, How to Influence and Persuade Anyone You Meet. Insider Secrets of a Real Hypnotist. Ooh, real one. <laughs> real one, because, you know, <laughs> people think we're fake. Well, this has been awesome. Thanks again for coming back on. And I already know the answer, but any final thoughts for the audience out there? Yes. I have one final thought, like Jerry Springer. Uh, <laughs> this is what I say uh, at the end of every interview, and, and I really do mean this, and I try and live by these words, and, and I do live by these words, and I really do think that this can change your life, change your career, change your business. Be well, do good, and be true to who you are. Jason Lynette here once again, and as always, thank you so much for using this as an ongoing resource in our amazing hypnosis community. One of my favorite things about this program is times where, whether it's the Hypnotist Resource Group on Facebook, whether it's the Mike Mandel Hypnosis Academy, whether it's the Hypnotist Hypnosis Group, the one that Richard Barker runs, or even other various people, that these are all our peers. These are not competition. These are communities where someone pops up and they ask a question, and it might be something that I shared in one 
of the solo episodes, like the one coming up next week, where I share the three foundational strategies that I think really are what built the business that I have nowadays. Or perhaps it's an interview. You know, so looking at maybe it's something that Dan said, those eight magic words, or a few weeks back, that digestion of anxiety thing that Duff McDuffie wonderfully demoed. You know, the fact that this is out there as an ongoing resource. So continue to share it. Please go online to iTunes, to Facebook, leave your reviews. And again, head over to the show notes, worksmarthypnosis.com. That's where you can find all of the links to check out Dan's TED Talk, his book, his anxiety website, his dancandell.com website, his podcast. There's a lot of Dan out there and it's all good stuff. And again, check out hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. Get the all access pass to my hypnosis business training library. Rather than teaching you how I've built one hypnosis six-figure business, well, this is the roadmap behind how I've built three of them. Seeing live clients doing live presentations and sharing the content online, that's exactly what I reveal in an ever-growing library, which let's do the math. You simply book one or two new clients with the systems that I teach. You've earned back your investment, continue to use the systems, launch more of the business action plans, and you're ready to go. You don't have to reinvent the wheel, model what works. Join us today in a thriving online community at hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. Make 2020 your best hypnosis year ever. Happy New Year. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast at worksmarthypnosis.com.